Uh, before we got uh, rolling today, um, just a little bit with a heavy heart with a uh, good friend who passed and Greg Knapp. And I've known Greg for uh, over 20 years, and um, the NFL lost a, a good coach and a, a hell of a guy. He was, uh, he was funny, loved to talk shit at practice, which you guys probably wouldn't know. He was so clean and buttoned up on stuff. But I learned a lot from him as an assistant coach watching him. Um, this was a pro's pro. I can remember um, we were at the Niners together. It was my first NFL job. And seeing him, the way he took notes, there was Bill Walsh speaking. I was like, can I have a copy of that? And so from that point on, I um, made it a habit, you know, kind of through the years of taking notes of coaches and so topics and things that I've gone through. And you'd be surprised through the years, you know, the old notes that you found, whether it was through Mooch or Nick Saban or, you know, Pete Carroll, through the years. And uh, that came from Napper, you know, about the guy who was on his details and Talk about standards of a professional and smart. So uh, I'm going to miss him like crazy. I love the guy. And so um, it was tough. So I appreciate the number of texts that everybody sent out. So thanks a bunch. And with that, I'm ready to let it rip and answer some questions for you guys. Brought up note-taking. And Mike told us, like, you teach them how to take notes. And Kazi as well. Used to run DMC. Which song was it? <laughs> Man, nothing stays inside anymore, huh? I get it. So um, what I did, I, I did do a, an exercise on note-taking with them. And, and the purpose was, um, you, you know, learning is a superpower, but note-taking is a big part of that, and you can't write every word that I say. And so I said, You're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say over 100 words a minute, and so you can write 10 to 12. So I played an old song, Sucker MC by Run DMC, because I knew every word, so I could sing along as it was going. And so the what we did is I said, all right, we're going to have a little competition here. I want you to write down every word that you hear, you know. And so, okay, they started, they heard the beat, and then as it started, you know, you saw them frantically go, and then we had a little competition to see who could remember, you know, which lines. And so uh, the winner had like two lines right. And my point was that I know the system inside out. I'm going to talk really fast. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I Talk fast, and that's how it's going to be. So if you think you're going to sit here and write every word that I'm going to say and you're going to get it, you're mistaken because it's going to be how much you can, the main emphasis for it and reviewing your notes and how does it go and learning something with the intent of teaching it back to somebody else. And that's a big deal because you learn it once when we're teaching it and then you know, teach it to a teammate, to someone else, so you really get it. And so uh, I think that's probably what uh, Kays or Michael were probably referring to. Bar? <laughs> no, I can, yes, but will I? No. So uh, you had to ask. I understand. Like, you know, like you only know if, uh, yeah, no, uh, we're good. <laughs> you asked. I gave you a lot of good information on what we did. So uh, from there, that is not living to eternity with that. So thank you. That's a good question. Uh, it was how much was, uh, you know, DeMonte have an influence on uh, teaching the defense? I think. He can probably decipher, you know, my language quickly, you know, to share, hey, what he might mean is this, this, you know, could look into this. But um, so much of, it's not the exact same system, you know, that uh, he was a part of in Atlanta. So there's quite a few things that are different, and I've been definitely impressed uh, by the way he started. But he has been a good uh, resource for me behind the scenes. Hey, here's what Q might mean in this. And so it may not be scheme-related. But, you know, in a situation, in a moment, a style of play, an attitude that we want to play with. So he can back me in a lot of ways, scheme being one of them, but just a style and identity of how we want to play, uh, that would be another. So that you find different ways to kind of 
uh, teach things, and one of them was that he wasn't talking a lot early in his career, and you mic'd him up. <laughs> I did. Where do you where do you come up with, with I don't these know. things? <laughs> yeah, so it's. I did mic him up, and uh, so there was a good clip from John Lynch playing in the Super Bowl against um, the Raiders, and I thought that was a great example. He was telling Dexter Jackson, hey, this formation came up, this is about to happen, and he ended up getting an interception and scoring on the play, and you can hear him clearly, hey, Dexter, and he gave him the, you know, the signal of what it was going to be, I think it was like sluggo scene, and so he said it to him, he made the play. And you could hear John coming off the sideline. Was it Sluggo Seam? Was it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what a powerful statement to say. Not only did he have his self-organized, you know, in terms of what could happen, but if you really, really want to be a great teammate, you have to get to where you can communicate at a level that you can help the person next to you. And at safety, you have to be able to do it. It's non-negotiable. And so what we did with Kays in that moment was we mic'd him up and then I put his voice into every play. So while we were watching it, you know, you could hear him. So I wouldn't say it was as good as NFL films quality would be, but they got the point that it wasn't to the standard that it could be because the standard that I showed with John, that was championship standard. And so I wanted him to know there's another place to take your communication. Just making rip Liz right, left calls wasn't going to be enough. That wasn't going to cut it. And uh, lucky for him, the energy that he plays with, uh, you know, he was ready for the challenge to, to improve upon that. Is that something like you He's not a quiet guy. That would, he'd be, yeah, you would not, yeah. Don't get, um, yeah, talking, confused with, <laughs> yeah, he loved to talk shit. He was, you know, full of energy. But the information that needed to happen at the moment by the play, um, that could increase. So you're right that it wasn't that he was, you know, not saying anything, but I wanted to make sure the alerts, the calls, what you, what it could look like. Yeah, I haven't brought it up to anybody here, and the communication's off to a good start. But uh, if I sense that that would be, um, I, that, that would probably be a trick to, to pull out of the back pocket for sure. To Micah's time on as, as outside backer, as, as defensive end, how do you gauge what he can handle right now? Yeah, and I think. What was nice about the spring of being able to, um, you know, to go through practices, you had a chance to see where some of his strengths lie. And so that was a, you know, a good piece for me as it went through the spring and into the summer that I could you know, negotiate and look at some packages to say, how would we feature him in some ways? And so I started that process yesterday. And not all of the ones that we'll try will be part of our permanent package, but I think that goes with looking into things to say, how would this look and go? Because some of these are going to be new. But uh, to his credit, I, you know, he's worked hard. There's um, very few busts on his end. And so I think any time you have some adjustments, that's my job to make it easy to follow and easy to understand so he doesn't have to think. I don't want anywhere I thought, I thought, I want us to play really fast and really clear about how we're going to go after it because any hesitations and thoughts on defense uh, just slows you down, and he's got exceptional quickness to go, so I want to feature him in those ways. So you had Micah and obviously Jalen and late on the field together. How do you plan to use those guys? What's the role? I know it's going to evolve. All things, yeah, we're, we're fortunate that we do have a number of good players, and what thing I, I do is I want to make sure we have enough roles for guys that they can do their thing really well. So, you know, if you look at the linebacker spot, um, there's a number of guys that are going to have roles. They all won't be um, in the same packages together, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be significant roles, you know, for their team and how we're going to win. And I think 
winning at that position is going to come in a number of different ways. Who's got roles? How do we feature them? And third down, there's two minutes. There's first and second down things. So when you put all those together, now the game plan comes to life. But each day, you know, we're practicing guys at some different spots. Besides the Eagles, guys who long time starters, you got first round rookie, you know, playing the first round big, and, and accepting different roles, I guess, and they've had I think it still comes down to winning, you know, and so uh, the better the team does, the better we all do. And so having a real clear vision of the, your job, and you can nail that every single time, that's a really powerful statement. And so making sure the roles that you own, um, you'd bet on you every single time to get that job done. And so that's what we're working through now. I told the team when we got started on um, the 21st that there's 40 days and there's a lot we can accomplish in 40 days. That was going to be to the end of our you know, preseason against Jacksonville. And over those 40 days, I gave him some things that we wanted to measure during that time and system expertise and roles and uh, our defensive identity. And it wasn't going to be done in one day or two days. It's going to take time to keep building that. And so and we're just one day into this. We've got a lot of work to do and a long way to go. But um, the effort of what we want to do, you know, I'm pretty jacked about where that's headed. Being a big situational substitution guy, or do you see yourself doing more of that because of the versatile type of athletes you have here? Probably a little bit of both. I think all coaches would like that, but now that you have people that you can, um, you really want to take advantage of that, and especially um, in the front seven, you know, because now you can have, whether it's pass rush and big guys, we've got a lot of versatility now to do that, where, you know, some guys can, you know, really guard and cover, and other guys can rush. We've got some big guys that can hammer down in the run game. So if you have that, I definitely want to have the ability to play them in waves. And if you're at your best at the very end of the games, when you know, we all know in this league there's going to be a ton of two minutes, that's when you have to be at your best. And uh, by having waves of players, you allow you know, guys who are fresher to play at the end. Um, that's a hell of an advantage. Is there a line to how much Micah, as a rookie, coming off a year where you play football, as a rookie, how much he can handle on his plate, and if so, how do you gauge where that line is located? Yeah, I think that the real line would be, um, you know, from the physical and the conditioning standpoint, because the mental part of it, he's done a nice job. So we got to make sure that we find that groove, like all ball players. You know, what's the right amount, you know, from practice times to reps in the game, and we'll, you know, measure that and learn more as we go. But for one day in, it's, you know, we're still learning that process. But uh, we'll find it. You know, because the guy works, he's got a good role for it. And if I felt it was getting too much, you know, on the volume side from learning, that's my job to back it off. And so we'll measure, you know, the amount of conditioning and the speed to go. And we don't have a, you know, a number on that yet, but we will. individual instruction that you guys had after practice yesterday, is that something that you plan on being something of a common thread during yeah, the Yeah, it would be, yep. Well, I think um, when a player plays, you know, sometimes more than one position, um, there's some good guidelines that you want to follow to make sure that nothing really gets lost, you know, in the crack. In other words, if you were playing corner and you're always in with the corners and, you know, you're pretty much going to get all the information for that spot. But for him, where he's, you know, has some pass rush, you know, background and he's got, you know, certainly the, the big linebacker background, I can fill, you know, some of the space on the pass rush side. And so that's where a lot of our conversations will go. But it's also a good check-in to make sure where we're at, what we want to work on today, and be really deliberate on this day. These are the things we want to work on. On this day, these are the things that we're going to work on. I'm sure the guy that didn't take a conventional path to the NFL 
Can, can you repeat the first part? Added to take a conventional yes. path to the work. Understatement of the day. How did you get in? How did you guys get together, and why was he the right guy for you to, to take? Yeah, care? well, um, fortunately, uh, through a connection with this organization, and so um, he'd actually done an internship in Dallas, and uh, so a friend of mine, Jerome Henderson, had recommended him, and so he did a Bill Walsh uh, fellowship with us. Ended up going through for the whole year, and I just thought he had a rare ability as a teacher. And so then for the next, you know, three seasons, you know, right there, right by my side in a number of ways at linebacker, at defensive line. And uh, he's made a remarkable, you know, not transition into the NFL because that wouldn't be the right term, but a remarkable ascent into it. But with world-class teaching skills, that's, you know, you can know how valuable it is as a coach. Uh, he's an excellent motivator. So, um, yeah, he's got a, a huge future in this league. What's your vision? Atlanta, you used your first-round pick on the court. You took the kid from the Princeton. You passed on Trevon Diggs. What are you seeing from Diggs here, and, and any possible reason why you guys didn't take him down there? Uh, no reason why, you know, just as you're, you know, going through the normal evaluation process. But, um, you know, low in a long history, you know, of that position, man, have I been impressed by Diggs. Um, his competitiveness, his length, his – I knew he had excellent ball skills, but sometimes you just – you still need to be around somebody to really appreciate it. You know, there's something you can see something on tape and say, oh, that's good. But when you see him in person and you see the, you know, the, he, he catches and you don't really hear it. You know, there's a, a very easy, not one-handed back, you know, behind the shoulder, whatever it is. And so those were the things that jumped out to me, um, you know, right away from him. But uh, I think both guys are going to have an excellent future in the league. Um, but uh, I've certainly been impressed by uh, Trey so far. What's your vision for Keanu Neal and for Randy Gregory? Uh, can you repeat the second player? Uh, Gregor, Randy Gregory. And Got it. Yeah, so let's talk uh, what's the vision and, uh, you know, as we're heading into it with Keanu Neal and with Randy Gregory. So with uh, Kiki, we made the, the transition, the biggest one, you know, moving from safety to linebacker. Um, in the system that he was in, he played down by the line of scrimmage a lot. So some of the techniques that he's played at safety were, you know, in the same system, you know, he could have been a linebacker doing that. So uh, we knew he had the, the physicality to play down in the box. And so that was the biggest transition to play inside. And, and the biggest part of that would probably be in the sub packages, you know, the nickel and dime packages. That's where he's so familiar and comfortable with anyway. So a lot of those same roles. And then for Randy, uh, I am so excited to see what he can be. And uh, it's as a featured pass rusher, you know, in our system. And you just can't have enough, you know, from guys on the outside who can cover and pass rushers like over and over and over. And uh, I've been impressed by where he's at mindset, attitude to do it. So um, it's been a good group on the outside, and I'm looking forward to, you know, having DeMarcus, you know, join into that group as well because Bash has been here. I've got the first chance to work with Bradley. But uh, Randy definitely um, has been a guy who's, you know, opened my eyes. Um, you know, kind of like we were talking about with Diggs. Like I knew he was good. But then when you're, you know, around somebody in a full-time way, you said there's some special traits there. And uh, that's my role. You know, I want to keep it real with the guys and talk to them in a language to say, hey, man, I want to take from where you're at and get it better. And I think that's what winning football is, when you take a guy from one space and move him to another, and that's going to be the goal with both of those players, to make sure, hey, wherever they're at, I want to hit at them hard and keep it honest and say, this is where we need to go, and I plan on doing that. Kelvin um, Joseph, Coach, when you look at last year, uh, when you evaluate players from last year, how, how do you balance saying, all right, this is what they were asked to do there, and looking at some special traits, but knowing that you're probably going to have a different role for them as well. I mean, is there some things that you're looking for that you can tell what you can use. Yeah, and what's good about that, too, is when you have a, you know, a longer history. Um, some of them I saw in college, you know, and say, so, okay, 
in the evaluation process that they'd been part of our system, how would we have used them. Um, and then looking at the calls, you know, you have a good understanding of, you know, how they're playing, what they're playing, and how they would feature them. It's kind of like the uh, why free agency grading is easier than college grading because you're seeing them play against similar people and you have a, you know, a good understanding of the scheme and how they're doing in that. And uh, fortunately for me and for a lot of, you know, people, when you have good players, um, generally they play good in a lot of schemes. <laughs> and uh, so whether they, you know, came in out of college in a 4-3 system and they had, you know, a little bit more 3-4, that's just a matter of training them to get them in that spot. But the traits, that's always what you're looking for, um, the speed, the physicality, the ball skills, those traits, you almost have to look at it as a scout first and say, okay, with those kind of traits, how would they fit into the system? So you watched Randy going back to Nebraska. Can you speak to how natural he is as a pass rusher? what we've been able to see when he's been on Yeah, I would say um, he's got a rare ability to bend. And, uh, you know, that's unusual, but for a guy who's six, four and a half and you can get on the corner, you know, think of, you know, he has to go against, you know, big tackles here, but this guy can rip on the edge where you have to make the big guys get down and bend to get to him. And so that's a pretty rare trait. You know, there's a lot of guys who can run fast straight ahead and that's good. You know, like as a pass rusher, if you don't have a good get off, it's hard to be a good rusher. He has that. He's got initial quickness, but I think it's his ability to stick his foot in the ground and bend that makes him so unique when it's time to twist and he can bend and get you know outside or inside on a player so um, he's got unique stuff and uh, like I said I'm looking forward to seeing okay here's where we're at and here's where we're trying to get to. Kelvin Joseph was playing left corner to Sean Wright right corner is that where they'll stay or are they competing in general at corner and we might see him yeah, you'll, you'll see him move around and I think um, there may be some times when you want to match up on some people so it's important not just to always, you know, stay at one spot, you know, where Trey might be on this side, he'll go over to the other guy to match on a player. And so A.B., um, you'll see him both at corner and at nickel. Um, you'll see Sean um, both sides and Kel as well. So those guys are, they're intermixing now, and uh, that's part of that 40 days, you know, that I was referring to of roles and, you know, how we're going to play. And so until we get closer to those, uh, I'm going to continue to put them into different spaces. Mike, I told us that your shoe game blows his out of the water. How long have you been wearing the Jordans? Have you talked to Dak at all about being a Jordan brand athlete? I have not, but I'm definitely open to um, all conversations about that. Uh, I don't know. Um, a long time, I guess. Well, I grew up, you know, during the, the 80s where, like, when Jordans came out, it was a big deal. And so um, I love basketball, still love, you know, watching. And so um, that's probably where it started back at, you know, 15 years old. And um, same thing with Run DMC. So same time, same, same moment. Uh, Joseph, he had missed some time. He was quarantined. Doesn't have a lot of college games. Where, where, where is he at right now? Is he a little behind? Is he, yeah, I don't think he's behind. And I think um, as a coach, what are you looking? I mean, we only had one practice too, so like you know, there's not you know, ten days for us to have a hey, day one. It was good, but what I would say is um, he came in in excellent shape. And so as a coach, you're always kind of keeping your eye out. You know, what does that first day look like? You know, are they able to finish in that space? And so he was one of the players that I thought really you know demonstrated that speed that he has because it's one thing if you have it but if you're guarded or you're worried about your conditioning you're not ready to open it up and rip it and he was and so that told me this guy's you know put some good work in on the conditioning side and I'm looking forward to seeing where he can go to but I love um, you know getting to know him better and building these relationships and the trust takes time you know to to build that doesn't happen overnight and so he's you know one of the guys that I've enjoyed getting to know better and all these rookies we got to you know 11 of them on the defensive side and getting to know all of them and finding what their roles can be. And they're trying to figure that out too. You know, they all want their shot and going for it, but 
they're going to get their moments, you know, against the first team. And that's going to happen some in practice where, you know, next guy is going to go in and how are you going to respond and how are you going to play? And so it's not always, you know, backups against backups. I'd like to see put into the fire right away. You want to be down for it? Let's see what it looks like. You guys, you about, you guys got a lot of players, but uh, you talked to, you know, Steven and Jerry. And they look at you as being a difference in making, remaking this defense that we want to work with you for that. You know, I, I think uh, I, I probably told you this. What I, what I guess what I learned most about my life, I love doing hard shit with a group of people. I love being at the game, end of the line, right on it. Like, those are my favorite moments. And uh, so to be here is why, um, you know, I was pumped when Mike, you know, offered me the opportunity to come and join here. I wanted to be a part of this. And uh, so having that chance and getting a chance to work with the guys here, um, it's is absolutely, you know, where I want to be and how I wanted to go after it. And so I um, feel super fortunate to be able to do that, especially in light of, uh, you know, talking about Napper and moments and opportunities and going for it. And so that really hit me this week about, uh, you know, how fortunate I certainly am to be here and part of this organization. Okay, thanks, Coach. All right, you guys have a good one.